Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's always great to catch up with this man to preview the Group 1s on the final day of the championships, and he's been in brilliant form for us. Winning Edge Investments, Dean Evans. Good morning to you, Dino. Morning, Gareth. How are you going? I am very well. It is going to be an interesting 24 hours, first of all, with uh, the weather. And uh, we had a chat to Michael Wood. We're on a heavy eight at the moment. I've, we've had a host of text messages and emails and social media messages sent to me in the last couple of hours saying, Gareth, look at this on the radar, unfortunately. Rain is heading towards Randwick. It is raining, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of half an hour from Randwick, but it's, um, it, it is raining at the moment and the forecast seems similar to Randwick to where it is here. Uh, there is a bit of thunderstorm and that sort of thing around. So I think the best we can hope for is uh, not too bad a downpour maybe for a couple of hours. And then, you know, if we can get kind of the afternoon and the night clear and Saturday's supposed to be clear, then, uh, then you know, the Randwick track still does a pretty good job in terms of drainage. And, you know, I like to think that maybe we can still fluke a, a slow seven or heavy eight at worst. Yeah, I think it'll be a heavy track, but as you pointed out, it can dry out if the right conditions um, occur there yeah. over over a Friday night or especially on a Saturday. But the problem is for poor old Ramwick is that every time it, it gets a little bit of a gap in between downfalls and it looks like it's drying out, it cops more rain. So it just hasn't had that opportunity, especially the last yeah. week. Yeah, that's right. I mean, last year was the worst. I think the tracks went for a very long time where it just continued to rain on the day of the races. Yeah. I think often in most of these big tracks these days, if it doesn't rain on the day of the of the race, then they, they usually, you know, your big tracks like Flemington and Randwick, they usually race okay um, as long as they've just had some time to dry. So like I said, I'm just sort of, I'm sort of crossing my fingers. If there's no rain on Saturday, which is expected, um, and, and no rain for sort of uh, a fair bit of this day, then, you know, it's not going to be a sort of complete quagmire type Randwick like it was last year, and even last week, uh, last Saturday, where it was very heavy because it sort of rained during the day. Um, but at the end of the day, that didn't stop us. We had uh, I Wish I Win when the uh, TJ for us, Mr. Brightside won the Doncaster. Um, so, you know, we, we had a fair fill up last, last week, and I think we can do so again this, this uh, tomorrow. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Can't wait for the Queen Elizabeth, mate, and you have been in devastating form. Bet365 market, Animo 260. Dubai Honour is at 240. Alan Quir at 41. Cascading at $11. Then we go down to Unicorn Line, the Japanese Galloper at $12. And Montefilia at $19. How do you assess this year's Queen Elizabeth? Because punters believe, and everybody basically talking about this race, believe it's a match race between Dubai Honor and Animo. Yeah, look, look that way. Uh, this is a great race, as it always has been. Winks has won it three times a day, won it twice. It's a done deal, reliable man, some recent winners. Um, they can come from anywhere here the last 11 years. Five come out of the George Rider, a couple out of the Rand, but the Tancred. They've come out of the Doncaster and Coolmore to win this as well. Um, looking like a match race. Nine of the last 11 winners have been the top two in the market, um, but we did have to think it over when last year it's sort of 50 to one, so it can spring a ball over. Um, for me, I, I do have Dubai Honor on top. I, um, 
I tipped it to your listeners in the round, but it just made an absolute mess of them. He's a really high-class import, multiple Group 2 wins. He ran second at the Group 1 mascot. He's only beaten 1.3 lengths at a Group 1 level at Chartin on their major international race day, who's a high-class international horse. He, he won the round by four and a half lengths in the canter on a dry track. Um, and, and he actually drifted in the market because they thought the track might be too dry for him. So the wet's not going to be an issue. Some of his best performances have been on, on wet tracks. Um, he just he, the, the form lines and the margins of the horses he thrashed in the round of it, uh, you know, they compare very favourably to, to Animo. Uh, you know, the sort of horses that he beat uh, in Mawanga and, and uh, Hinge and Montefilia. Animo's been beaten, but certainly not by those sorts of margins. Um, the only negative I can see from Dubai Honor is uh, that, you know, Tom Mark was ridden him five times without a win. Uh, Tom's obviously won his race a couple of times of the day, but he's an absolute superstar rider, so no negative on Tom. But it was the only thing I could find was that uh, Tom's ridden him a few times without winning. Apart from that, uh, I see Dubai Honor as um, just an absolute high-class individual, and I do think he's the one to beat. Um, but I do think it's an interesting race, and I, I can't, I can't, you can't obviously back Dubai Honor and Animo, but I think Unicorn Lions are a very interesting runner. He ran second in the Group One uh, a couple of years ago. That was a race that uh, Lee Grosjean won, and then came and won the Cox Plate. And, and and this horse is the same trainer as Lee Grosjean, so you know uh, the trainer certainly knows what it takes. The Japanese horses are very high class. He, he won a Group Three over 2,000 metres three starts ago. He sort of mixes his form. He's definitely not the class of, of Lee Grosjean by any means, but uh, you have to respect the fact that he's coming over here in this race and. And he's sort of twelve dollars, and uh, I thought the roughies, if there's going to be a complete ball over, Alan Kerr has absolute A grade Group One form in Ireland, France, England, and Dubai. He, he just flopped in the All Star Mile, but um, you know I think the wider expanse was in softer ground at round at the suit. And we saw my Oberon come from running second last in the All Star Mile and nearly winning the Doncaster last week. So um, I think Alan Kerr can bounce back. And Numerian's another one. He's had an absolute cracking speed in the Australian Cup, and sort of nine lengths above par early on leading and still managed to hold on for second. I always love that kind of form coming into a, uh, their next start when they've led and run a really cracking speed. We saw Major Beal come out and win the, the derby last week of a similar type performance in the Tullock. So, uh, look, I, I do think Dubai on is the one to beat and uh, he's the one I want to be backing. But, you know, I'll be, I'll be sort of specking Unicorn Lion, Alan Kerr and Numeria and just taking taking uh, Animo on completely. Alan Kerr, we had a chat to Mike Moroni. He's been told by the former connections that he probably – Hasn't handled soft going in the past, but he does believe that Randwick will be a far better track for him than than Mooney Valley and what he saw there in the All Star Mile. So he's an intriguing runner. Just with the the clash between Dubai Honor and Animo. Now we had a chat to William Haggis and this morning to kick off Stable Mail, and he said it was a career best performance basically in the Randwick the other day, and he's hopeful that he can continued to race in that that form and produce another figure like that. But so when you do your ratings and your calculations, what do you take into consideration? When they spike like he did the other day to win a group one, are you confident that he can do it again? Or you're a little bit, well, hopefully that just wasn't a, a one-off for him. Oh, look, you know, when, I, when I'm doing the form for these, particularly the staying races, we've just got to, um, you know, understand, appreciate the realities of the Australian breeding industry and where we're good at and where we're not as good. Yeah. When it comes to the sprinters, you look at races like the Golden Eagle um, and these sorts of things, and the overseas horses have struggled. You know, we, we breed really, really high-quality sprinters. We breed really, really high-quality young two- and three-year-olds, um, and, and even up to sort of a mile, our horses are very, very good. 
Um, but when we get to the staying races, they, they come here and they, they just absolutely plunder them. Um, and, the, and the return on investment and profit on, on backing these overseas horses in the staying races is just enormous. So yeah. um, I'm always very confident. And, and you know, I think, uh, you know, it might have been a career performance, but this horse, you know, like I said, he, he got beat 1.3 lengths at Charlton in their major 2,000-metre international race. Um, you know, he's, he's, won at, uh, he's won at Ascot, uh, run second at Ascot at Group 1 level. Um, so he's, he's just a really high-class horse. And I think the concern for the Randvik was that he just didn't actually look like he was in best career, best form, mm. and now he's hit it. So uh, for me, if Ryan Moore was on uh, Dubai Honour, it would just be you know max bet type thing. Yeah. Um, I think it would be just about unbeatable. I think the only negative I can find is that Tom's ridden five times and another win. Apart from that, I do think he's a better horse than Animo. Um, and I think, you know, all being equal, he'll beat him again. I just play your grab from Ben Cox when I had a chat to him at the Easter sales regarding if the rain does come and what he might, what they might do with um, Adam Moe heading towards tomorrow's race. Look, I mean, it's hard to deal in hypotheticals. Um, you know, I don't really want to speculate. No. We'll make a decision on Friday if it's heading that direction. But uh, all, if, it's, if it is very wet. I hope the uh, you know the ATC decide to postpone the meeting and yep. we can get back to a, a nice track. So. so that was interesting there for the punters because I think if it's a heavy nine, heavy ten, and they go ahead with the meeting, I don't think Animo will start because because they want to go to the UK. So we just got to hope this rain. Well, if it hits, it hits nice and early, so it gives the track time to to dry off a little bit, mate. But it would be fascinating to watch what happens in the last or in the next what. 10 hours or so now with this Randwick track. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the weather forecast has been getting it wrong consistently. Correct. and It wasn't really meant to rain on the day of the races last week either. So um, so I can't say anything with any confidence when it comes to the weather, weather people. But uh, it's, it's supposed to be fine tomorrow. Yep. And I presume if it's fine tomorrow and fine most of this afternoon, then, you know, it won't be wet. But I can understand their concern. You know, Animo got beat 15 length in this race mm-hmm. last year uh, on a, when it was just an absolute bog quagmire. And, and so obviously they're going to want to avoid that. Um, but I'd be surprised if they don't run yep. at this point in time. I'd be surprised. In the Sydney Cup, we've got Gold Trip, who has to carry 59 and a half, but he, he carried top weight to win a Melbourne Cup last spring, and that was on a rain-affected track, and he gets his probably his perfect conditions there tomorrow. He's at 7.50 with Bet365. And then we go down to a horse as we just go through the market now for the Sydney Cup. So we've got... Gold Trip at eight dollars, I should say. Knight's Order at seventeen. Baron Semeti's an interesting runner. Joseph O'Brien, we had a chat to him on the Stable Mail. He is over the moon with this galloper. He's first up here, but he's been he's been um, effective first up before, so he's at thirteen. Then we go down to Shawfire at fifteen dollars. Cleveland's the favourite at four twenty. High Emotion at twelve dollars was placed in a Melbourne Cup. And then King Frankel at five dollars. How do you assess this year's Sydney Cup, Dean? Yeah, you know, interesting races always. I think um, a couple of interesting facts: in seventeen of the last twenty winners have run the first four at the previous start. Um, and interestingly, about uh, every run is drawn inside twelve. So um, it's there's uh, a short run to the first turn over two miles. And while you're thinking a two-mile race at Randwick barriers wouldn't matter. The vast majority of winners seem to come from inside barrier 10, about 18 of the last 20. So uh, that makes it interesting when you're just doing the form and uh, particularly with a lot of the key chances drawn out wide. Uh, you know, sticking with the, the theory and, and what's given me a lot of success over many, many years, you know, looking at the imports first, I do think Baron Samedi 
Uh, he's won past two miles at Group 2 level before. He's trained by Joseph O'Brien. He absolutely loves wet going. Uh, he, he's, he's racing well. He's in, he's in good form and ran a, a good second last start um, at the Curra over two miles. Um, unfortunately, he's drawn barrier 20, and that's obviously a, a big, big negative um, in this race, as it turns out. But uh, I do, I do really like Baron Samedi, and it's quite interesting to see him at sort of, you know, $14 or $12, $13 uh, compared to Cleveland, because when you compare their form, you know, Cleveland is a handy European star and is also trained by Joseph O'Brien. He's won over 3,700 before. He's on second at Group 3 level, beating the neck over 2,400. But you know, when I look at the, the form of Baron Samedi. Uh, he looks a class above Cleveland, and that's part of the reason why he's he's got a higher weight. Um, and we saw Cleveland really hit the line well for fifth in the Tancred, and in the bigger track and damper conditions will suit. But you know the imports have proven a class above ours in staying races, and for that reason, I I am keen on uh, both Baron Samedi and uh, Cleveland um, as my two top picks. I think uh, High Emotion um, was a really good run, uh, and the Chairman's uh, ran really strongly fourth last week. Um, in that race, I think she's going to set to peak here. Uh, ran third in the Melbourne Cup of the seven-day backup last year, so likes a backup, and I, I think they've absolutely set um, set her for this race. And uh, five of the last eleven winners have come out of um, uh, the Chairman's. Um, Nerve not Verve ran third in the Chairman's. I think she's also a bit of a chance. I think Gold Trip, you know, very very good horse, but wide draw, fifty-nine and a half kgs, um, coming off a. Uh, an okay run in the in the in the BMW in the Tancred, but um, not ideal form. And, and Surefire was another I was interested in, but um, has had a bit of a, a setback um, with uh, an issue uh, with lameness. So not so sure about him. So I'm keen on the, the imports, Baron Samedi and and Cleveland Cleveland for me here. Alcohol free with Bet Three Six Five is the favourite with. Uh... Bet three six five for the Queen of the Turf, the Group One for the mares. Fangirl at seven fifty, Levante at eight dollars. Both those mares will be looking for drying conditions, and looks like they're not going to get that. Hope in your hearts, just got a big heart at eight dollars fifty. Sarah Leo misses an interesting runner for Simon Wild at six dollars fifty. She's been smashing the clock. A tissue it was a big run first up at thirteen dollars. This preparation, and then big prices for the rest. Dean, who wins the Queen of the Turf? William Haggis basically told us. If alcohol-free turns up like she did in the European season of last year, she'll be winning this for fun. Yeah, look, she's a very classy mare, four-time Group 1 winning mare imported from Europe. I think a record sale, something put for $11 million, I think. She won the July Cup last year. She can sort of win over 1,200 to, to a mile. Um, she's won two sort of big Group 1 miles in England as a three-year-old filly. Uh, she trialled well. You know, it's her first run for eight months. I think I think the statement that if she runs to her best, she wins is correct. But she's coming first up of eight months. She's running on a bog over a mile. And at $3.30, it's just not the type of horse that I'm going to uh, launch into. You're right about Fangirl. Really needs it dry. And I'm just not sure it's going to be dry enough for her. Levante was one I was really keen on. Just a, a super four-time Group 1 winning Kiwi mare. She charged home for fifth in the George Ryder. Um, but again, there's another one that I actually hasn't seen. Probably the track is what is this. So... It's going to be interesting to see how the track's really playing and, um, and often the easiest way to assess the track goes is just to see the early race and see which horses usually like the dry or like the wet and, uh, and which ones are winning. And I'll be, I'll be looking really closely at that for a horse like Levante. If I think it's dry enough, uh, Levante is definitely one I'm keen to be on. I think Hope in Your Heart there was just a really good run to Doncaster. Flew home for fourth. Um, horses can back up from a Doncaster and win this race. They've done it three times the last nine years. Uh, so I think she's a big chance. And I thought the Ruffy 
there was a horse called Times Square. It's about 50 yep. to 1 from the, uh, the Karen Master. Just a multiple group one mile place getter in France and strong races. She handles wet tracks really well. Uh, it was all right first up. It, it's sort of a couple of excuses. And I thought it was really interesting that Chew Bowman jumps on here um, and elect to sort of stick with a group one race for this sort of import who's having a second run in Australia. So I thought if it was a blowout. Um, I was quite keen on, on Times Square at really big odds. And Kira Ma's always been bullish about her chances when she gets on a really rain-affected track, and she'll get that tomorrow. So I like that push there from you with Times Square. Let's have a look at the Oaks. Penny Weaker at 650, Perfitra at 350 with Bet365. Fireburn, this would be a story. A slipper winner as a two-year-old and then an Oaks winner as a three-year-old. She's at 650, Arts at 550. And then we go down to premise at $21. Who wins this year's Australian Oaks, Dino? Yeah, look, the class often rises to the top in the Oaks, despite it being over 2,400 metres. I do think it's uh, Pavitra and Pennywecker as the clear top two. Pavitra was second in the wake for VRC Oaks in the spring, bowled into win the Kimbla Grange Classic by four and a half lengths and sat on a really strong early speed, uh, sort of plus eight for the first 600 in that race, which, you know, was really impressive. And there was a good second behind Prowless, who's a superstar, and she doesn't have to meet again uh, tomorrow um, in the binary. So I think the Vitra rates highly is the one to beat. Penny Wecker won the group on New Zealand Oaks by three lengths last start. Plenty of uh, sillies come over here from, from a, a New Zealand Oaks strong performance and win this race. Um, that form usually measures up, so... Um, and she's proven over the, the distance. So I think Pavitra and Penny Wecker for me are the two to beat. And if there's a boil over, I thought so dazzling uh, was midfield and finished really well for second in the, the Kimbler Grange Classic. Then was a bit disappointing last start, but different kettle of fish here at Randwick, 2,400 metres. Uh, John Sargent's really great with these three old three stars. He's won plenty of oaks. Um, and he's also put Joe Moreira on, which, uh, and we know he's able to win uh, uh, on, on some at really big odds. So I thought it's sort of. Uh, 33 to 1, so dazzling was worth uh, something as well for, for a knockout. What about this quickly before we let you go, the Adrian Knox form then? Uh, yeah, look, um, I actually backed the arts last week at 30 to 1. It was a really, really good win, yeah. uh, but just didn't beat much. I think she's having a fourth career start in her first prep. Um, and for me, it's just, you know, unless she's a, a superstar and as good as Jouet uh, was for Ed Cummings and he found another one, uh, I, ju- I just think. Uh, coming up with your fourth career start, um, it's going to be a hard effort. The, the, the Adrian Knox form for me um, is always really strong when it's a bog the next week. Uh, so, um, you know, because those horses coming up that seven-day backup yeah. um, often really perform well when it's a bog in the Oaks. I just, uh, you know, again, we're trusting the weather gods, but at the moment I, I just don't think it's going to be that absolute bog because I'm still holding up hope that uh, it's not going to rain much more today and it's going to be clear tomorrow. So I just don't know if it's going to be wet enough for us. But if it is a heavy nine or something, Gareth, then, yeah, the, the, the Adrian Knox form does does come to the fore. You're a superstar, Dean. You've been in brilliant form. And for our listeners out there, this is the best deal that you can get all autumn. All you need to do is head to Winning Edge, Winning Edge Investments and uh, the website there, go to the members section and uh, – you can subscribe to Winning Edge Investments. You type in SEN and you get a 50% lifetime um, discount there with Winning Edge Investments. So that is the best value that you can get all, all autumn, mate. You're backing plenty of winners if you can do that. Yeah, no, look, we've had a, had a really great uh, autumn and it's been really pleasing to hear from so many of your listeners and enjoying the services and uh, having a great time. So, um yeah, still, still an opportunity for a couple more weeks to get on with the, the 50% discount. You're a good man. Thanks for that, Dino. Good luck tomorrow. Enjoy day two of the championships.
Cheers, Gareth. Thanks, mate. All the best. Well, hello there. We're away this weekend in the Asuzu, so we can't help you tow your boat to the beach. I'll break your Uncle Andy out of prison. Maybe it's time you bought your own Asuzu. Waverly Suzy Ute, driven by Australia Motors.